0: You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adrie and Marcus.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of LFL Talk Extra. With the LFL Australia season just over two months away, I thought it would be a great time to have our first Australian player interview. With that said... Joining me on the show is Rachel Lockyer of Victoria Maidens. How are you, Rachel?
0: I'm fantastic. How are you?
1: Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good. And uh, thank you once again for coming on the show. It's a pleasure to have you on.
0: No worries. Thank you for having me.
1: Some people may be familiar with our blog, uh, which, of course, you did an interview with us for the uh, LFL Australia season preview last year. But for those who are new to us and new to the show, um, I was wondering if you could please give our listeners an insight into what you were doing prior to the LFL, and subsequently what inspired you to join the league.
0: Before the LFL, I I was a swimmer when I was growing up. So you know, from the age of five years old till I think it was seventeen is when I finally gave it up. I swam competitively, but unfortunately. Due to my coach going blind and uh, living out in the country, I wasn't able to continue with swimming and go to the next level. So after that, I pretty much just gave up sport for a while. It was very hard. It was very depressing having to give up something that you were doing for over 10 years. So yeah, I had to go through all of that whole thing. And then after a while, moved to Melbourne, decided to follow a dream in fashion and Came across the Victoria Maidens, and you know, just got into that. So there was a good ten years between the two different sports, but it's definitely been really worth it. You know, going to this journey because it's reignited that whole sporting passion that I have.
1: All of your hard work in in training, um, I think, must have paid off because you got to start the last game of the season last year against the Queensland Brigade.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it did. I mean, I was meant to actually play uh, against New South Wales Surge when we were in Sydney, but I came down with a chest infection or something like that, um, something to do with the lungs. So I could barely even breathe, let alone, you know, run around. So the game that we actually played, it was Surge, but it was at our home game in Amy Park. I was meant to play, but um, so I was there and, you know, just, I couldn't even rev up the crowd like I just there's no voice coming out so unfortunately I wasn't allowed to play that day and we had to pull in one of our other players so I was meant to be in there but um it was fantastic being able to play in Queensland it was incredible they were such a great team they were really underestimated and you just can't describe the feeling of running out onto that field for the very first time it's very surreal it's the most bizarre feeling and I guess I'll never really know the lesser feeling of running out into the field for the first time. You know, it's just your friends and family that you're playing for. But, you know, to go to that, it was just beyond like you just, you can't describe it. It's the most incredible experience. So I'm very glad that all the hard work and the training and all the setbacks that you tend to get in football it was all worth it in the end.
1: I'm actually glad you brought up the crowd because the crowd is one of the big things I would take from the Australia season last year. You tend to get yeah. massive crowds at all the games. we are talking upwards of probably four to 6,000, I think, at most of the games. So what's yeah. it like playing in front of that kind of atmosphere? I mean, were you used to that from when you were swimming before or did you say you didn't quite get to make it to that sort of level? So this was kind of new to you, um, playing in front of that sort of crowd?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was... Um, it was- Sort of new. Like when I was swimming, um, I could actually hear the crowd because I used to do what was called inter school swimming as well as district swimming. So I used to be able to hear the crowd when I was swimming and I'd, you know, get even more revved up and get even faster and everything like that. So I'm kind of used to using the crowd as something as fuel for myself. So, but the crowd's like, you know, 6,000, it's just it's mind blowing like you can't believe that there's that many people that are so passionate and just want to watch you play and you know most people can sit there and say that oh they're all just blokes and they just want to see you run around in your knickers but they were really really supportive and they were really getting into it and you know they were just so much fun to interact with as well like I was very lucky being a bench warmer because I got to run around and have beers with the crowd so it was good fun to they're just great people like I love our crowd
1: that brings on a, an interesting point actually that I was going to raise with you and that is the perception of the LFL. So I think you touched on it slightly there. What was the yep. overall perception before that the league started last year? Was it exactly that, that it was kind of a sport for men and they were just there to see the athletes rather than actually the sport of American football, which when you actually sit down and watch the games, you realise that you are very talented athletes and you do know football. Mm. So it's kind of completely yeah. different to what people may think.
0: Yeah, so it, it really was like that, like um, the perception that we got was there was a lot of hate towards us um, before the season and you did get like a quite a lot of support but there was still so much anti-LFL and um, you still went in there expecting that we were going to be more of an entertainment rather than a sport for people but when you, we did our signings afterwards that's when you learnt that it wasn't just people going there to you know watch girls run around it was there they were there to watch athletes and you know we turned a lot of people's mindsets around. There was a lot of people that were like, oh, yeah, I originally thought you guys were just a bunch of silly girls. But after this game, I realized you're heavy hitters and you're incredible. Like, um, one of my best mates at work, he's now a massive NFL fan because he went there, he watched us play, and he was so amazed at our athleticism that he's just like, give me everything you know about NFL. Like, I want to be there. I want to be doing the shifts with you at work as well. So, and he's, you know, attending all of our events. He's going to be there at the first game. He's already got the days off. So that's what's so fantastic about our league is we are now educating people in football to go watch football, you know, and... Yeah, we're just not the blonde bimbos people think we are. And it's really good that people are now starting to see that.
1: And I think they definitely would have seen that in that first game, uh, the Maidens versus the Surge, the first the first outing where it did get quite physical, to say the least, between a lot of the players. Yeah. You could tell oh, yeah. the passion it was, was there.
0: It was very passionate. It was very, very physical. I must say, though, like it from being on the sides, WA looked like it was a little bit more of a punch-up than it was... Um, in any other game that we played but I think surge was really took its toll on the girls like they were really heavy hitters they were big girls so it was good it was a really really good um, bit of a wake up call but it was a really good competition
1: Now last year it was a bit of a tough season for the Maidens finishing 1 and 3 in the end yeah. um, but what can you take from that what lessons do you think you may have learned from last year to take forward into this season
0: I guess everyone's really learned that the little things count you've got to be 100% focused you can't be like oh Blah blah blah, whatever You know we're we'll going three, and then you flinch on two. The girls have really worked on that whole thing because that was a problem. We had a lot of rookie errors, and it is sort of expected considering it was the first ever series of games. But even then we've now like completely got rid of that whole problem you know everyone's advanced as athletes and as footballers you know we've taken our mindset now learning to a whole new level i feel like we've gone beyond basics and gone up to the next level of football so thankfully those mistakes should not happen if they do there's going to be some seriously painful training sessions um but this year we'll be taking out the championship like it's a much better team it's a much better mindset it's so much more focused it's it's great it's great this year
1: and of course, you've got the added incentive that the Legends Cup final is actually going to be played in your home stadium as well, isn't it, this year? So that must be an added Ooh, incentive yeah. to get there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely, you know, we can't let this one go at all. I mean, even, you know, just not being in the championship is going to be the worst thing that could ever happen for us. But um, not being in the championship and it being in our home state, thats that will be... Um, heartbroken, pretty much. You'll find a lot of people will not be sticking around if that happens. So, but we'll be there. Guaranteed, we'll be there.
1: Love the confidence. So with that said, so your pre-season training, just coming back to that, so now you're saying you're kind of progressing as players. Would you say that's yep. affected your pre-season training? Has that changed much from last year? And also, and want to check, when did you start your pre-season training? Because it seemed like you didn't have much of an off-season at all.
0: No, we didn't. We only had um, maybe one and a half months at the most as a whole team. Myself, I went straight into the weight room as soon as we finished, but I needed to build more muscle, get stronger, get faster pretty much so that I could develop even further as an athlete. Um, so I chose not to have a break. It's been a bit of a struggle this year because I haven't had a break at all from LFL, and now it's just like, oh, I just need five seconds, but I just don't have five seconds. So for me, it's been a bit of a struggle this past month, but I've kicked back into getting over it and, you know, getting fully into um, training. But um, as a team, yeah, we only had about one, one and a half months off and then we're straight back into it. We're doing just minor little training, getting ourselves used to running around again, getting ourselves used to being hit a little bit. And then we brought in the new recruits, started training them all up and, you know, it was very slow. It was very painful at the start because we're learning all the basics again. But it was also really good because then you got to perfect your technique even further during that but yeah, our preseason training as a whole team is definitely a lot different this year. I can't really say exactly how it is different because, you know, there's certain secrets that we have, but um, uh-huh. coach definitely took a lot more control in our weight program. He developed our weight program for us, so we all have to do that. We now have um, fitness tests that we have to pass. Pretty much every single time we get strength tests, we have to make an improvement. Otherwise, we will be cut. With our um, speed and agility, there has to be an improvement or you get cut. If you're not constantly com- improving, there's no spot for you on the team and this year it's very competitive. We can bring in new people just like that. So it's definitely made girls train really a lot a lot harder because they you know, now know that slacking off is not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to keep you on the team. So, yeah.
1: And in training, playing on the offensive line, you have to come up against Tarly Greenwood. Uh, what's that yep. like, training up against her? Because I'm sure if people haven't seen it, there is the, the story, her story from last season, which I'll put in the show notes. Mm. But you can just see how committed and how intense she is. And I'm assuming you get that same level in training as well.
0: Yeah, well, unfortunately, Tali has moved on. She's had uh, further commitments in her own life that she now has to um, take care of. So she was the, she's no longer continuing with us, which is unfortunate because she was an incredible player. But we've now got even stronger people than her that I've faced up against and I'm just like holy crap <laughs> I'm not going up against this steam train but going up against Harley I remember I did a just a small drill I think it was for special teams during the kickoff and she had about half a field run up on me and I had no chance like she is a steam train doesn't matter how she looks like she's skinny as anything but she will tear you apart so it was a little bit scary going up against her in offense but I've also made a switch to defense this year so I get to dish out all the punishment I prefer defense you don't have to think as much even though you have to read and react all the time it's a little less um, stressful you're not like all right, we're going on this call, and we got to go. We got to block this way, and we have got to make sure we do this. And then all of a sudden, they change up the defensive lineup, and then you've got to think again. So, defense you just get to sort of chill out a little bit, just you know, be an animal and just kill people. So, um, it's much better <laughs> being on that side.
1: So will that but be yeah. on the? Uh, sorry, will that be on the defensive line then? Sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on d- the defensive line. Yeah. Um, so we've got some new girls on the O-line, um, but we'll also be having uh, Thalia, also known as T. She'll still be on the line as well. Um, we've got a new centre. We bought her in from the Women's Gridiron League, uh, like so the local league. So she's had a year of full kit. So she knows what it's like to take on the really heavy-hitting women and win every single time. So our offensive line is really good this year. It's going to be very hard to penetrate them.
1: So this season now, you're going to have six games, or every team's going to have six games as opposed to the four last year. So what do you think to the extended season? Are you excited about that?
0: Definitely are. There's um, been a few changes. It'll be announced um, in the next coming weeks as well as to um, how we're going to be able to deal with being able to actually play the six um, teams. You'll understand when it happens. Of course. But we are loving it. Any chance you get to play this game, you know, you you jump at it pretty much. It doesn't matter where it is. When we've been told that, you know, we're going to be facing offense versus defense and just doing a scratch match between ourselves, like, you just – you lose your mind because it's it's so great to be able to actually play. And so to be able to have six games, the playoff, and also the grand final – Yeah, I can't wait. I really can't wait to be playing. So uh, it's good that we finally get to have all of these extra games and uh, there'll be more people can actually come to the games as well and in more states. So hopefully we'll be getting even more teams in the next couple of years and there'll be even more games. So everyone will be happy.
1: If it continues to grow like it is, I'm sure it won't be too long before you've got a similar amount of teams to the, the US. Yeah. Are there any teams in particular you're looking forward to playing? I know, again, in the interview last year, you had uh, a few words to say about the Western Australia Angels.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think Western Australia is going to be a a brutal match again. There's definitely going to be a lot of blood, as well as the New South Wales, because they're champions pretty much. You want to bring them down, take them back down off of their pedestal. But, you know, every single team is going to be – I'm looking forward to being able to play just because I don't know what's going on in Adelaide. That'll be very interesting to see what they bring to the table. Queensland had their coaching change-up. So from just that small change-up, they changed as a team and they became such an incredible force. So it'll be very interesting to see what they're like with that whole new coaching and having a full year behind them. So I think this year is going to be a very interesting year. It's going to be a very competitive year. And not only because of those reasons, but because now we're going to have even more athletes into the system. I mean, we've got much higher athletes. We've got girls coming in from basketball, from boxing, from I think another one plays water polo. So we've got actual ex-athletes in our team now. And no doubt you'll have them in the other teams as well. And some of the other teams have still got that full team team that has stuck around for the second season. So they're going to have that even stronger bond. So I think it's just going to be a really, really good year this year. Just to the competition's going to be really fierce. It's going to be good football.
1: It really does sound it. And I'm sure there'll be a few American imports as well coming into the league. I'm not necessarily sure for, for the Maidens because last year, and I think you were the only team, if memory serves, that didn't actually have an American import last year. So it should be. Well, we
0: were the Australian, Australian-made team. Queensland's brought in a new QB as well as a few other players from Las Vegas. Um, I haven't heard much from New South Wales, but we are predicting, of course, Chicago players. We haven't heard much about WA either, and we are not revealing (laughs) what our stance is on the American players yet. So there have been talks, but we're not announcing anything as to what's actually happening.
1: That's totally understandable. I understand you've got to keep things yeah. like that yeah, until they get yeah. officially announced. That's yeah, great. exactly. So I just want to finish off actually coming back to your passion for the NFL and how you say you've managed to get one of your uh, colleagues into it as well. Now, I understand yeah. you're a Green Bay fan, if, if memory serves.
0: Yes, I am. I'm a big Green Bay fan.
1: And have you managed to convince your colleague to also support Green Bay or, or has he made his own decision?
0: I think he's still deciding on who to follow once he um, gets to know the system a little bit more. But I do have a few other friend, friends on the team now that are um, Green Bay fans, so which is good. We've turned, I think there's another two other girls on the team, plus our team manager is a Green Bay fan, so it's good. But um, I'll slowly educate him and get him you know, to be a Green Bay fan, keep him away from the 49ers pretty much. I really hate them.
1: And where does (laughs) does that stem from then, the 49ers? Is that just because of their history? It's
0: because they've shut us out of the Super Bowl for the past, what, two years, two, three years. So that's where that's from. I'm just like, yeah, I don't like you guys. You keep shutting us out. I don't like it. (laughs) We're meant to be there, not you. So that's why.
1: I understand. I I have the same feeling towards the New England Patriots because I'm a Buffalo Bills fan myself. So the AFC East is pretty much, you have to hope the Patriots have a bad season. Otherwise we're not going anywhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, but I think now that we have Peppers, um, it's going to be quite a force to try and stop all our linebackers pretty much. Um, It's, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. Plus Rogers is back from his injury and at full swing. So it's going to be great. Can't wait. Fingers Kim, crossed. With linebackers <laughs> and um, Lacey. Yeah. What can Noah's you say about to... Lacey?
1: He's just an unbelievable. I know. What, what can
0: you say? He's, he is incredible. So.
1: And finally then. So there's been obviously a movement that started now, similar to how we have the international series games in, in England that we've got three this year. Um, I know there's yeah. obviously quite a big uh, campaign trying to go to get an NFL game in Australia. So I mm-hmm. don't know if you if you've seen any more information on that because I know they've you've, you've been in touch with them so
0: yeah well, I mean I've been talking to the guy um, he does get me to help him out with getting people to sign the petition and the stuff like that and I did want to be able to go out and hand out flyers as well to help out the petition but you know unfortunately being a bartender daytime things just don't happen for me I really really hope that it is very successful to be able to watch an NFL game just any game I. Wouldn't even care if it was a pre-season. I'd be over the moon, you know. I would actually sell my boyfriend to slave labor (laughs) just so I can get tickets. Only problem is he's useless, so (laughs) I wouldn't get much money for it. But um, I think it would boost Gridiron in Australia so much more. Like, people who have never seen the game or have no understanding of the game still will go and watch. Even those that don't really like the game are still going to go and watch because they They'll just want to experience that whole thing. And usually once you watch a game in live, you start to actually enjoy it. You start to want to know more and you want to learn more and you just want to really get into that whole type of scene. So, And even then, like, when you start watching football, you start understanding it, you want to start playing it pretty much. Um, So that will actually boost the numbers of getting people to play you know, you'll start getting more athletes coming out of Australia and competing in the NFL as well. Like, um, I mean, there's already a few there at the moment. So I think if they actually did that, it would be it would benefit Gridiron so much more in Australia and it would even build up possible athletes for the future because we've got a lot. You know, we've, we're a very heavy sporting nation and we've got all the rugby kids as well. So they'd be fantastic to put them in a helmet and a pad and let them loose so fingers crossed that the NFL actually listen to us and start to develop things because they sit there and say they don't have the money and the logistics is too hard but that's what you pay people to do so there's not really an excuse (laughs) like you pay people to do these things get over it just get it done if you want something done it'll happen doesn't matter so, um, fingers crossed, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think they would have said the same thing about having international series games in England until they realised how big the fan base was. And and the fact yeah. that now we we sold out the, the three games pretty much within a day or two, I think it was. So, I think yeah. if they see That's that incredible. the interest is there, then they'll definitely yeah. hope. Um, well, they should anyway, rather than definitely. They'd need to get a yeah. game over there just to, to help with the interest, like you say. Um. So. Yeah. Just to uh, find and to finish off, so the season starts on October the eleventh in Adelaide. And um, when yep. is the maiden's first game?
0: We are October twenty fifth. It's yeah, of course, it's Saturday. But October twenty fifth is our first game, and we are going against Adelaide. Actually, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, it'll be pretty good. It'll be pretty interesting. We get to have a good taste of them first up. So, but our schedule is pretty good this year.
1: And will that be at home as well, then, your first game against Adelaide?
0: Yeah, first game is at home um, at Amy Park, so definitely looking forward to it. We've actually got a um, a fan day on Saturday, so we'll be, you know, outside Amy Park. And every time you go to the fields outside of there, it's you just get reminded of all those feelings of walking out onto the pitch and, you know... Um, going through your game day prep and just all that type of stuff so every time we walk onto those little fields you just get that little extra burst to you know push even harder and harder and get yourself onto that field in that stadium because I dare say there will be nothing that could compete to being able to walk out on that field that's my you know that's my thing that's driving me this year is to be able to play at a home game um, in front of my friends and family so instead of in a different state. So that'd be great.
1: Excellent. And so if people want to stay up to date with the the maiden season with yourself and particularly mm-hmm. you're, you're on Twitter, I believe if you can give everyone your, yeah. your sort of like your Twitter and, and Facebook,
0: if that's okay. So, I mean, of course I'm just, I think I'm just Rachel locks for Twitter and I'm, of course, Rachel Lockyer, Victoria Maidens on Facebook. But pretty much if you search for Victoria Maidens on Facebook, you'll be able to find our main page and you'll also be able to find where all the new girls, um, you'll be able to start following them, start learning about them. They're starting to interact a lot more onto those pages as well now that we've started to come closer to the season and, you know, starting to build up our um, image again. So, yeah, you get to meet all those new girls everyone's on instagram as well they're starting to get onto twitter as well they're a little bit slow on that one but facebook's definitely the best place to find out what everyone's up to
1: okay well i'd like to take the opportunity to thank you very much for coming on the show rachel it's been an absolute pleasure
0: no worries thank you for having me
1: and until next time football fans stay safe take care and thanks for stopping by
0: all right thank you have a great night guys